Why didn't you just hand them over when they were requested, though? I mean, they requested them. You could have just handed them over. Probably I was saved yourself a lot of trouble. First of all, I didn't have to hand them over. But second of all, I would have done that. We were talking, and then all of a sudden they raided Mar-a-Lago. Do you remember? They said, could you put an extra lock on the door? We showed them where they were. We showed them. Unlike being under a Corvette in a little garage with the door open all the time. <laughs> We had these things locked. We were surrounded all the time by many Secret Service agents. We had Secret Service all over Mar-a-Lago. You couldn't take anything out. But what happened, and, and when you take a look, Biden didn't have the Presidential Records Act. He's at great jeopardy, really. But they- All right, well, motion to dismiss denied, or I should also say, if I'm special counsel Jack Smith, I would say to Judge Eileen Cannon, uh, the government rests its case. I mean, Donald Trump's admitting to the willful retention of national defense information right there. I mean, you couldn't get better material from this in a deposition if you asked for it. I mean, this is some smoking gun stuff right there. You know, when Donald Trump did that so-called town hall with Fox, which to me more resembles an in-kind contribution to Donald Trump's campaign with the softballs being lobbed at him, but you see how he's still responding. Trump did that so-called town hall with Fox at the exact same time that his lawyers filed Trump's motion for leave to file a consolidated brief informing Judge Eileen Cannon in the Mar-a-Lago document case that on February 22nd, Donald Trump intends to file 10 pretrial motions concerning, for example, and then goes on to list how he's going to try to seek the dismissal of the indictment before Judge Eileen Cannon. But as I showed you with that video right there, it seems to undercut, doesn't seem to, it does undercut the motion that Donald Trump filed uh, on Tuesday. Let me show you this other clip right here. Donald Trump just doesn't know the law of holes because he keeps on digging and digging. Play this clip. Should Biden have been charged in the classified documents case? Well, nobody else has been over the years because, you know, Hillary took a lot and Bill took a lot. Bill took him out in his socks. They call it the socks case, which he won with a very tough judge, which he won. Uh, Bush took him, everybody, Reagan took him out. Everybody took him out. It only became a big subject when I took things out. The difference is I had what's called the Presidential Records Act. I was allowed to do what I did, absolutely allowed. That's why they passed the act in 1978, they passed the Presidential Records Act, but you can only use it or be there if you're president. Biden. And again, if I'm special counsel Jack Smith, I say, here's exhibit A, here's exhibit B, in response to Donald Trump's uh, pretrial motions that are going to be filed on February 22nd. Look, who knows what Judge Eileen Cannon's going to do? She always makes the wrong decision. As I say, her corruption is exceeded by her uh, incompetence, which is a potent combination for a very, very bad judge. But the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, even if Judge Eileen Cannon makes a horrific ruling, will overturn her. The evidence is overwhelming right there. And by the way, I guarantee you special counsel Jack Smith basically notified Trump's legal team as soon as that so-called town hall with Laura Ingraham was done, that that now is evidence that the uh, government intends to rely on in prosecuting this case against Donald Trump. Just take a look at this Trump leave to file consolidated briefs right here and what it is that Trump is asking to file. Let's take a look at this um, notice to Judge Eileen Cannon. Trump filed this again at the same time of that so-called town hall on Fox. 
Donald Trump respectfully submits the motion, this motion for leave to one, file a consolidated brief in support of his pretrial motions that aggregates the page limits under the local rules. Two, submit an unredacted version of the consolidated brief to the court and counsel via email on the night of February 22nd, 2024, with a hard copy of the February 22nd submissions to be filed temporarily under seal with the clerk of the court on February 23rd. And three, file a redacted version of the consolidated brief on the public docket on the night of February 22nd, which will allow additional time to address any sealing applications by the special counsel's office relating to discovery materials or other potentially sensitive issues discussed in the consolidated brief. Just check out that footnote right here. The special counsel's office consents to Trump's motion for permission to file a consolidated brief as requested above and takes no position on the requests concerning temporary sealing and redactions. Trump consents to the office filing a consolidated brief in opposition to the motion, subject to the same page limitations sought herein. Defendants Walti Nauta and Carlos de Oliveira plan to file additional pretrial motions in separate briefs. So Trump's basically saying he's going to file, you know, the equivalent of 10 motions, 20 pages each. So his overall brief's going to be an omnibus motion to dismiss. I'll show you what the grounds are going to be in a moment. Trump's saying he needs about 200 pages to do that. Special counsel Jack Smith will also get 200 pages as well. Um, the filing will be done with redactions and first. And then we got to see whether or not, you know, like in the past, Donald Trump has tried to uh, publish on the public docket sensitive information. So I think special counsel Jack Smith will need to see what it is that's in this motion to then be able to take a position on whether or not certain things should or should not be redacted. Knowing Trump, he's going to include things on the public docket that don't belong there, but that first gets sent through this email, and then special counsel Jack Smith later can determine if there's any contesting of the way Trump wants to file redactions or no redactions. What if you could support small family farmers and reduce your environmental imprint, all while enjoying the highest quality meat on earth? Well, when you join the Moink movement, you can. I'm so excited to tell you about Moink. That's Moo plus Oink. Moink is a meat subscription box company on a mission to fight for the family farm. They're located in a rural American area run by an eighth generation female farmer. Their animals are raised humanely, their employees are paid a living wage, and the quality of their product is better than anything you'll find in a store. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better and the Moink difference is a difference you can taste. Unlike the supermarket, Moink gives you total control over the quality and source of your food. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, to chicken breasts, to pork chops, to salmon fillets, and much more. Plus, you could cancel any time. We here at the Midas Touch Network, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and it's so amazing to know that Moink is helping save rural America. I love it, and I know you will too. Join 
join the Moink movement today. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Plus, they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moinked. I know I do, and you will too. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash touch right now. And listeners of this show get free ground beef for a year. That's one year of the best ground beef you'll ever taste before a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Midas Touch. That's moinkbox.com slash Midas Touch. The, the notice goes on to say, on February 22nd, 2024, Trump intends to file at least 10 pretrial motions concerning, for example, the appointment of Jack Smith, presidential immunity, the Presidential Records Act, selective and vindictive prosecution, the unconstitutional vagueness of 18 U.S.C. 793, um, due process violations, prosecutorial misconduct, impermissible pre-indictment delay, the illegal raid at Mar-a-Lago, and improper violations of Trump attorney client privilege similar to the motions to compel for the sake of efficiency and in order to avoid requiring separate filings for each motion Trump respectfully requests permission to file a single consolidated brief in support of his pretrial motions not to exceed 200 pages in aggregate that are contemplated by the local rules of these motions. Trump anticipates that such a consolidated brief will be shorter than the aggregated page limit, but is seeking permission for the page limit in the abundance of caution as his counsel finalizes the motion in the coming days. Trump's pretrial motions will discuss and attach discovery materials covered by the protective order, which the special counsel's office may regard as sensitive and or worthy of sealing. Accordingly, Trump also requests permission to submit an unredacted version of the consolidated brief via email to the court and all counsel on the night of February 22nd, 2024, and file a hard copy of the unredacted consolidated brief temporarily under seal with the clerk of the court on February 23rd along with the application for temporary sealing pursuant to the protective order related orders of the court and this application. Finally, because of the pending motion for reconsideration concerning sealing by special counsel's office, Trump further requests permission to file a redacted version of consolidated briefs on the public docket on the night of February 22nd, 2024, with redactions that comply with the protective order and local rules that's signed by Donald Trump's lawyer. So just think about how frivolous, though, for a second, the pre-trial motions to dismiss the indictment that Donald Trump intends to bring. He's claiming presidential immunity. You were not in office when you stole the documents after you left office. You're seriously going to make the claim that you have, what, absolute presidential immunity in perpetuity to steal classified documents after you leave office? As special counsel Jack Smith had previously said regarding Trump's attempt to make that argument, that's just patently a delay tactic because absolute presidential immunity, as we saw in the Washington, D.C. case, 
When that gets denied, what it potentially triggers is an interlocutory appeal. In this case, it would be to the 11th Circuit in the Washington, D.C. criminal case. It went to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, different courts of appeals that oversee the different district courts across the country. Um, but that stays the district court proceedings. Now, um, it's possible that based on you know other proceedings, the interlocutory stay would not take place, but that's what Donald Trump's trying to do there, knowing he's going to lose. I mean, it's as frivolous as you potentially get right there. And then basically saying that the illegal raid on Mar-a-Lago, a magistrate judge uh, signed off on the search warrant. It was executed pursuant to a valid search warrant. Remember, Judge Eileen Cannon tried to seize power over equitable jurisdiction over the case, and she got smacked down by the 11th Circuit, which is direct precedent against this being an unlawful search and seizure. It is not selective and vindictive prosecution. It is not. You stole it and you are bragging about it each and every day like we just saw at this so-called town hall, saying that 18 U.S.C. section 793 E is is is, is void for vagueness, really. I mean, you think that uh, gathering, transmitting, or losing information, uh, a well-established statute is too vague for you? I mean, I don't know. Maybe your lawyers don't know how to read a statute. It's not vague at all. Frivolous grounds, we see Donald Trump essentially admitting to the liability as his lawyers are filing that. We'll see what Judge Eileen Cannon does. We'll keep you posted each and every step of the way here in the Midas Touch Network. I'm Ben Micellis. Thank you for watching. Hit subscribe. Let's get to 3 million subscribers together. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.